Carol Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Good evening, everyone, on this Thursday, June 23rd, almost at the end of the month here. I can't believe it. And then we'll move right into July. Of course, you were tuning back into another episode of the Afterlife Chronicles right here on WLTKDB. You know the website, WLTKDB.com, where paranormal talk is our business and business is good. We have a fantastic uh, show planned for you tonight. Of course, I'm Nicole Strickland, your host, and we have a great show, a great guest planned for tonight. We will go ahead and bring him in in just a second, but just a few announcements. Uh, A reminder that there is a new mobile app for the station. So if you're an iPhone user or a Droid user, you can watch the shows via your smartphone, which is really cool. And then of course, summer is here. So I have a lot of planned events like everyone else. So you can just go to my website at authornicolestrickland.com and look at the events page and see what those are all about. And then of course, leading right into uh, the event that I do want to talk about because tonight's guest is the organizer of it, which is OC Paracon, which is going to be on October 1st and 2nd at the Sinesta Hotel in Anaheim, California, Anaheim's first ever paranormal convention, right? So Anaheim's claim to fame is obviously Disneyland and California Adventure, and now it's going to be the OC Paracon. So, um, okay, so if you have not followed us, of course, on uh, our socials, just with that handle WLTKDB, it'll take you to our YouTube, Twitter, uh, you name it, all Facebook, you name it. And then, of course, if you have not followed the Afterlife Chronicles on Facebook, you can get that by visiting at Afterlife Chronicles and beyond. And, of course, it's Podbean page at afterlifechronicles.podbean.com. So let's segue into tonight's guest. I am super honored to have Henry San Miguel. He has been a radio broadcaster for 30 years. That is super impressive. He's been a podcaster for 12. He's host of the Paranormal Perception Show. And, of course, like I said, the organizer of the OC Paracon, the first ever Paracon in Anaheim, which is so great. Owner of 22 Creations Multimedia, which is a multi media production company that specializes in pre and post production um, for film and TV, sound design and audio production for radio, podcast, TV, broadcast media, you name it. So let's welcome him in. Henry San Miguel, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having awesome. me Awesome. Yeah. It's, I, I saw you and the family on Saturday and now we're here on Thursday. So it, this week has flown by. It's crazy. Yeah, the Queen so. Mary. That was fun. I hadn't been there actually since I think I told you when since I was ten years old. Since I hadn't you were seen, 10? Hadn't seen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I can't wait till it opens and then you can go on board. Oh my gosh! Mm. Yeah, me too. Sorry, I was needing some water. Yeah, that's crazy. So they actually they're shooting for October first for the ship to reopen. So we're keeping our fingers crossed on that. So I can't wait for you to get on board. So again, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, and of course, you know, inviting me to be a speaker at this, this amazing event in October. I know so many people are pumped for it. So many people are excited. So we'll definitely talk about that. But I thought I'd start out with, you know, what precipitated your interest in the paranormal and, and how that all started for you. Because I know, like me, it started for you when you were very young. Yeah, I always tell people when they ask me, I always say I, I didn't I didn't go looking for the paranormal. It, the paranormal found me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's when I was four years old. Uh, I grew up in in San Francisco, and the, uh, the the home that I didn't find out till after that, after this experience I'm about to tell you, the I call it the haunted mansion because it was there were we didn't find out till we sold it a few years ago. There was an actual portal in there, so that explained a lot of things that I'll probably mention in a second. Uh, but my, oh my god! Yeah, but my first experience was when, like I said, when I was four years old. It was middle of the night, two, three in the morning. Don't remember. Um, and I and it's, it was around December, and um, I I don't know why, but I just woke up, 
And I remember I saw a group of people coming out of my closet and they didn't look like monsters or scary anything. They just looked like like people. And to me, you know, as a little kid, I was wondering, who are these people? Why are they in my room? Till it hit me. Oh, they must. Well, I said monsters. I remember that in my head. But, uh, um, you know, I did what most four year olds do. Put the covers over my head. and Of course. Of and, course. Well, I turned on the light and then I put the covers over my head. Uh, in the morning when I woke up, uh, they were they were gone, obviously, but the light was still on, which told me it actually did happen. I wasn't dreaming. So ever since then, the um, I, that's what that's what sparked my interest in the uh, in the in the paranormal and the unknown because I most normal people I'll say most normal people would run for the hills, want nothing to do, probably <laughs> leave the house. So my house is haunted. Okay, that's it. We're we're gone. But me, uh, I didn't. I never. I. I told my parents, but they, my dad, was, you know, he was a World War II vet. He was very, uh, you know, black and white, not scientific. There, there's no such yep. thing. Uh, yep. My mom, she was ultra religious. And so same thing. We don't talk about that here. And then, I mean, you don't talk. So I, I, really couldn't, I, really, I didn't really have anybody to go to. I didn't know people like you or Paranormal Pete, who was uh, I was on with earlier. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. And we didn't have shows like that back then, really. Uh, there was no ghost adventures. There was no internet. But yeah, I'm that old. There was no internet back then, so I couldn't go searching for anything. So I kept it quiet. I didn't say anything to anybody. But that there was a spark that lit that night, and, and my interest was it started there. I wanted I wanted to know more. I wanted to know who were the who were these people? Why were they, how did they get there? All exactly. Yeah, so that's what started my my interest in the paranormal. That is amazing. And I there's parallels with me too, because my very first experience, I think I was around four or five. So I remember that. And just like you, it was just that that spark was created right then and there. Were you doing anything like in particular that night that maybe would have was different for you that maybe caused you to actually see these figures? Or it just was no. a random, just a random experience. Yeah, I thought about that actually. You know, now that I know more about the supernatural, the paranormal, I, I, I was thinking. I, I know for sure the obvious. Were you playing with a Ouija board? Or I wasn't. No, uh, I wasn't watching a scary movie. Or I, I did like him uh, back then. I like to say I always tell people. I think I'm one of those people that saw The Exorcist too, too young. Um, oh, me too. It's a poltergeist yeah. at like five or six. Absolutely, yeah. me too. Yep. Uh, but. But no, that night I I don't remember anything out of the ordinary. Like I said, it was December, I think close to Christmas. I went. I remember because I remember the Christmas tree being on. My my parents used to leave it on all night. Oh, maybe that there's a link with that. Maybe. Not, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um, well, no, because uh, I I kind of find out. I think I found out. I'll say who those people were. Uh, not specifically, but um. When, before we sold the, because I'm in Southern California, but before we sold that house, because I ended up living there after my parents passed away, uh, a psychic medium, uh, two psychic mediums actually, and my old paranormal consultant on my show, Doug Carnahan, they, we were all there, and we went through every, literally every inch of the house, and we discovered everything, everything that I ever wanted to know. I I found out, of course, at the end when I'm about to sell it and not live there. But like I said, that's when we found the portal and down below, because this, this is an older house in San Francisco. It was built uh, in 1906. Uh, uh, I don't know if it survived the earthquake or was built after the earthquake, but I do know it's right. from 1906. So it's it's old. It's been there for a while. It's seen, seen some history there. Wow. Um, and down below in the basement, there's there's a guy named Thomas. Spirit, not a living person, but there's there's a there's a spirit. Um, his name is Thomas. He's from the Civil War era. In fact, his older son, he told us to the psychic medium, he died in in the war. He had a younger son. Um, he said he he said he died. We didn't we didn't get from what, but I didn't say anything. But to me, that clicked because my mm -hmm. my dad used to have a rental property on um on that property also. A lot of the tenants and people that just visited there. They would always say that they saw a little boy, a little boy running around. Uh, my, my kids, my son, they they saw a little boy running around. So did my nieces when they lived there for a little bit. So that's more than almost six witnesses seeing that. So uh, obviously it was it was a real thing. Um, and I think that these people that were coming out of that, that closet, they were like I said, I don't know who they are specifically, but I think they were just passing by through the through that portal that was in the uh, in the hallway. 
I think they were just passing by, so they were there. They, they, they were hello, and I I just happened to see them. I wake up and see them because I, I mean you know this. Um, they say kids we, we kids can see ghosts. They can babies especially they they can see them much much easier than us grown ups well, unless they're like you and I uh, and most people listening to the show. Uh, but most normal people, all the noise, you know, we would go through life, uh, just 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 living. That kind of shuts off the. Uh, we we don't pay attention to ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's something like right in your face, but we don't really pay attention. But kids, you know, we we we're we're innocent basically, and so we can see them. So I, I think that's why them coming walking through the house through that portal and me, you know, being a kid and and being innocent that's probably those two collided and boom there they are i saw people kind of coming out of my closet but that I, I is such they were. that is an amazing experience i love how you say the paranormal found you because it's so true yeah. that's a really good way to put it so with the portal i'm curious what steps did you guys take to determine that there was one there the two psychic mediums they they i don't know they they, they felt it i guess is the way to put it but they they knew it was there and and one of them said it. Uh, they don't know. They can't tell if it was from a ritual or if it was on purpose. They they think it's been there for a long time, but they think uh, someone may have opened it without even knowing that they opened it, and that's why it's been left open this whole time. We, we don't. Hi, Jackie. Never really, yeah, we never really. Oh, hi, Jackie. We never really. Uh, they never closed it, so it's whoever lives in the house now. They have a portal. <laughs> That is so intriguing. And San Francisco, too, I think is just naturally such a, a haunted city. I mean, it's, on, oh, it's yeah. built practically on a on a, a ship vessel. Great. I mean, there's ships everywhere underneath that city. So there is, but what, there, what a lot of people don't know, there's a, a lot of it is Native American burial ground. Uh, that the, yes, you're right. That's true. Oh, my gosh. So that yeah. right there, that's and then I imagine, too, like, did you have a lot of different properties around that house or were you pretty, I mean, I imagine if it was right in San Francisco, you would, you know, it was, yeah, you had no, homes on either those side. Those that have been there or live there, you know, San Francisco, you're literally, everybody's on top of each other. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I know everybody knows San Francisco as a big city. It's really not. I, whenever people visit there, especially from out of state, out of town, and they don't believe me, San Francisco is a big city. What are you talking about? I take them to Twin Peaks, which is the highest mountain, really the only mountain in the city. You go there, they look at it, and they realize, yeah, it is kind of small because Pacific Ocean starts over here. You take a few steps, and there's the end of San Francisco, and that's it. It's pretty small. So, yeah, every they don't build out. They build up. So everybody's on top of each other. That, yeah, I know, right? I love San Francisco. I think the first time I went, I, I think it was like around 9 or 10, and it's weird. My mom and I actually every summer would take road trips. And then mm -hmm. we would go like to San Simeon and Monterey to Hearst Castle and San Simeon and then up to San Francisco and back. It's truly an amazing city. So have you were did you work with teams up there, paranormal investigative teams before you you came back down to Southern California or, or how did that work for you no, up there I, in San Francisco? No, I never I never I never joined a team. I've never been part of a team, really. Uh, I've never um in, properly investigated if you want to put it that way with, with a team um like i said everywhere i go the paranormal just seems to find me even if i'm if i'm if the location i'm, I'm at whether it's you know uh, like like you mentioned i've been doing i've been doing radio pretty much my entire adult life even before i was an adult every radio station uh most of them were in san francisco some were over here in la some in the east coast but every radio station uh, i've been at never failed it was haunted but funny thing is, only when when I when it was my shift, that was the only time it seemed to be haunted. They wanted to come out, so um, I was never part of a team. I've never, um, not that I don't want to. It's just, yeah, um, I don't know why. Really, that no, no one's ever asked me to join a team. So no, I've, I've never been part of. It. There's there's a lot in in Northern California, a lot of teams there, but uh, and I I knew a lot of them. A lot of them were on the show, and uh, I did do events with them. But I I never I never was part of a team and you know we well, don't really need to be i mean there's you know you can investigate the pair you don't have to be a part of a team to investigate the yeah. paranormal i was just curious if you know if, if there were any groups up there that you worked with but so with so you've had what 30 years in, in the radio broadcasting field did did your interest in the paranormal fuel your career choice at all in that or how did that come to be 
in a way, yes, but not radio, because that wasn't my dream job. My dream job, I wanted to be a child psychologist or a high school counselor or something in psychology. Nice. And that had something to do with the with that. With I still had a had a curiosity, still do to this. Obviously, I do a show called Paranormal Perception, but I, I always had a, um, a curiosity on the on the supernatural, the paranormal, anything weird. Yeah, I was a, I was a weird kid in school. Um, well, everybody was was talking about the 49ers because they were winning Super Bowls. And, <laughs> and I was talking about Marvel Comics and Star Wars and Ghost and, and, and like, OK, that's why nobody sat with me at lunch. But oh, I would have um, sat with you at lunch, Henry. I would have because I'm right up in yeah. that alley right there. Yeah, I wish I knew you back then. That uh, would have been <laughs> more fun. Lunchtime would have been more fun. The uh, but no, um, the 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 career well, what I wanted to be my career, my dream job. You know, everybody asks, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, I never, I never wanted to be in radio and me, I never even knew how you got into that. Uh, I thought it was cool. You know, everybody listens to radio, listens to music, or talk radio back then. Not so much, but again, me being the weird kid, I was you know a kid that did listen to talk radio back then. Um, but I wanted uh, that um, my experiences, my paranormal experiences. That's what made me want to understand and wonder what. And it wasn't until I started looking uh, when and I think in my junior or senior years of uh, high school when I started looking at colleges, which colleges to go to. Uh, that's when I discovered that there was such a thing as parapsychology, yes. and that perked me. I was like, oh wait what parapsychology and then I, when i realized what it was like that that's what i need to do so uh when i went to school here or in in la at uh, usc and that parapsychology wasn't my major it was um uh, sociology child psychology i mean psychology with a with a focus on child psychology um parapsychology i don't think it was offered there because i because i wanted to go to ucla but um, cause I played football my whole four years of high school and I got, you know, I got the USC on a scholar, on a football scholarship, UCLA never even bothered to look at me. So I said, oh my fine, gosh, I'll that's go to the other one. Wow. Yeah. Um, but when, um, they offered, I forget what it was called, but it, it, it wasn't even paranormal. It was just, uh, something on the fringe of psychology. That's what they called it back then. Now I'm sure every college everywhere, even high school is probably do parapsychology classes now because it's more accepted uh, uh, today than it was back then but uh that was that was my that was where i was going that was my career i was going to be a, a high school counselor child a child psychologist but radio came into my life completely by accident kind of like the paranormal it found me i didn't go looking for it when i was 10 years old uh, it, uh my, my sister i think it was yeah my sister took me to a shopping mall somewhere and there was a, you know, how sta radio stations have their station band. They could do promotions and do giveaways and all that. The uh, station that I listened to growing up, uh, they were there. And I went to introduce myself. It was like a nine and a half, 10 year old kid. Introduced myself. And the, I guess the, the DJ, he said, hey, this is a cool kid. So he invited me. He went to be my parents first, obviously. But he, he invited me to the station. And that's when I was 10 years old. Or, yeah, 10 years old. And walking into the radio station for the first time. To me, it was like walking into the space shuttle because I'd never seen so many dials and speakers and music and he's talking and people calling uh, all kinds of stuff going on. I was hooked just like I was with the paranormal. I was hooked on radio from that point to to now. Maybe I mean, I'm not on the radio now. I do it online. But uh, from there all through high school, um, see, again, the weird kid, I never went to prom or any of that stuff because. I was at a radio station. I was always um, I wasn't getting paid at the time, but I was always you know doing something in a radio station. So, like I said, my my dream career was was going to be uh, to be a child psychologist, high school counselor. But what um, my my dad passed away literally a week before my eighth grade graduation. So he never really got to see me do any of that. But my mentor, the guy that I met in that van became my mentor, still is the one that got me into radio. But when I came back from um, uh, I think the first summer my, between my freshman and sophomore year at USC, he sat me down and had the, uh, what are you going to do when you grow up? Talk with me. And I said, well, I, I, I kind of like this, but he said, you, I'm not going to, I'm not saying don't do it, but you do realize it's about another eight years, maybe more of schooling. And then still you don't, you never, with what you want to do, you never finish. Cause it always, you know, you'll always learn something new. And I said, yeah, I, I can do it. 
And he's the one that told me, you know, you're pretty good at this radio thing. You know, have you ever thought about doing that? And like I said, I, n- I never thought about it as a career. He was doing it, obviously, but I didn't know how you apply, how you get in there. I, I was just there. I was just hanging out this whole time. I was just his friend to, doing that. So I thought about it. And uh, after that, they I guess he talked to the uh, the program director at the time and they gave me a shot. Um, anybody that's done radio before, they know they gave me the uh, the graveyard. They, not even the graveyard. It was like New Year's Eve into New Year's Day because nobody wants to work that. No, shit. yeah, no one wants yeah. to work on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And, and the and the program director, he said, "Okay, let's give the kid a shot. Nobody's going to be listening anyway. If he messes up, who's going to know?" So they let me do it, and it was fine. I mean, it was it was kind of like what we're doing right now. It was it was just like breathing to me, which makes sense. What um my mentor was saying that you're pretty good at this radio thing that that's what he meant so from that from that point to now it's been radio so so yeah i mean the paranormal didn't affect directly the career the career everything chooses me the career that chose me uh media uh i what i wanted to do it was because of my paranormal experiences and then when i discovered parapsychology i really got excited but obviously i never went that route because this radio thing kind of worked out for me yeah, you know, it's so funny. I think that that there's I this is just my opinion, but I think that all of us have blueprints. So it's like, I think we can mold our lives to an extent. But I think it's almost like there's, there's certain things that are predestined for us. And so it just kind yeah. of just happens as it's supposed to be. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, your your spark in the paranormal, and then and then the rate that finding you and then and then radio finding you and then what that what the two of them have combined to bring you now you with paranormal perception and your show, which I want you to get into because it's an awesome podcast. And I really, really like the title paranormal perception. So I'm curious to get like why you titled it that, because I think that's really cool to have that word perception in there. But before I answer that, I was smiling when you said that a minute ago, because, uh, and we'll get into it in a second at OC Paracon. Uh, Vernon Mahabal, he's a palmist. He read, he reads your palms using the science of palmistry, not a palm reader. He says he's done reading. He did a, a palm reading for me a couple of years ago when I first met him. Everything that, like you said, that I thought was completely by accident, it's right in the palms. Uh, and That's... He says, it, everybody's blue, like you said, the blueprint, it's all right here on our palms. So right. I think everybody's going to enjoy that, that presentation, but, um, Oh yeah. Paranormal, oh yes, definitely. Paranormal perception. The, first of all, I can't take credit for that, for the name, because that was my original co-host, Erin Olash. She actually is the one that came up with the name Paranormal Perception. She says um, uh, she she put a lot of thought into it, knowing her. And I mean, this in a, in a good way. We're still good friends. Uh, I think she just came up with came up with it right there on the spot. But it fits. Um, it does. Because well, because when we started, we she used to do the other show that I used to do. The uh, it was called the Geek Speak Show. It was all about, um, you know, what I like Marvel comics. I, I used to cover Comic Con all the time. That's basically what it was a Comic Con podcast. Um, but she's she was my co-host on that one. But off the air, like most people today do, our conversations always turn to our paranormal experiences because she had it. She still to this day, and her and her sister, they have a ton of paranormal supernatural experience they've seen things that they just can't explain so he said you know instead of talking about this over lunch or, or just be in between you know when we do the shows why don't we do a podcast about them so so we said yes but then we thought about it because at that point there were a lot there were a lot of paranormal there were there's coast to coast on the radio obviously but there's also a million well maybe not a million but just about a million paranormal podcasts or paranormal themed podcasts out there's youtube channels People on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, Facebook Live, they, they talk about their experiences or the paranormal. So we we sat down and we said, well, well if we do this, how are we going to stand out from, from all those people that have been and people that, you know, that are that are researchers. They've had years, decades of experience doing it. We like I said earlier, I, I I'm not in the I'm not a, an investigator. I've been on investigations with people, but I'm not officially an, an investigator. Uh, so what would we talk about? And I said, almost as if we knew what was coming in 2020, but I said, well, when we start talking about the world, because the world is pretty paranormal again, little did we know how prophetic that statement was. 
Totally. Uh, and and also with with paranormal, to me, paranormal, the word paranormal has never automatically meant ghost. It, to me, paranormal covers everything: Bigfoot, UFOs, uh, prophecies, uh, glitches in the Matrix, anything and everything that's weird or unexplained. I put it under the paranormal umbrella. I know, especially because of the the TV shows, the kind of like Kleenex. That's a brand name, but everybody uses it. Oh, I need a Kleenex. Uh, you mean a tissue? Uh, same thing with paranormal. <laughs> when people say, "Are oh, you, you uh, let's talk about the paranormal. I had a paranormal experience. They're talking about a ghost or something. But when they they have a dream that's so vivid that they remember it, it felt like I was there. That's also paranormal. That's that's not like it, it could be psychological, but it's also paranormal because you probably weren't dreaming. You were either um, somehow you found a way to astral project, project and you didn't even know you could do it. Right. Um, so that, I've it, done that a couple times. Yeah. It's weird. It's strange. It could be awkward depending on like where you end up. Like, whoa, I didn't mean to be here. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, that I, I put everything under paranormal. So that's what it, what the show is about. When we started, it, it started to to be uh, too repetitive. We switched it under. We switched it around a little bit because it was a lot um uh, a lot of uh, ghost hunting people, a lot of uh, ghost teams, and there's nothing wrong with them. But every single week, if all you talk about is uh, a team that went this and oh, we, we caught this evidence, we caught that evidence. Like, uh, my thing with paranormal perception is, OK, great. At this point there, yeah, there's more acceptance, but there's people that have been doing it for 50 years. Uh, I mean, Zaffis, John Zaffis is a good friend. He always says, I'm older than dirt when he comes on. He's been doing it, you know, <laughs> even when he learned from his aunt and uncle. There are people yeah, he's, there are he's, people a great, he's a great guy. I've met him. He's super yeah. cool. And and he agrees with, with the way I went to the show with, you know, okay, how long are you going to live on the same thing? Or how long are you going to make your your name on the same evidence, the same this, the same that, the same little video clip, fuzzy video clip of a, I think it's a shadow. I think it's a ghost. How long is that going to go on? What's the next step? Because there is a new ge- new generation that's coming mm-hmm. in the, in into the in and wanting to know more about the paranormal. So what what, what do they want to know that? Well, I talked to that generation. They their answer is no because they're they're very interactive. They're very into it. They have their own channels. They can do their own thing. So they and you know like most of us when we're kids, we they don't want to be told how to do something. So they they may want the basics, but then. You do you, as as the kids say. They, they you know they want to do it their way, but they. It, I do try to, and all the guests that we have, including uh, my my uh, paranormal consultants, uh, Unearthing the Supernatural, the guys. They tell them, um, have fun. Yes, be uh, you know get educated, but be safe because it's not always ghosts that are out there. Sometimes you might run into some things that aren't even human. You don't want to mess with those. So that so that's really what paranormal perception is about especially like i said after 2020 you just got your window <laughs> there's paranormal right there everything that oh goes, my gosh on an hourly basis we get paranormal the the whole world is just and i you know with the pandemic and everything i think it, it's weird how i i in the last few years more and more people are are coming forward talking about their experiences and yeah. it's it's not as you know it's not as taboo anymore so you know, it's weird how that happens to be, but you know, you have a lot of good insight and I know we have to take a break in a couple of minutes, but and we can obviously talk about this after the break as well, but uh, you have a lot of insight when it, when it comes to the paranormal and all of that, where do you see the field of it? Whether it's just like you said, the entire umbrella, whether it's uh, cryptozoology, ghosts and hauntings, um ufology for example where do you see the field heading in like maybe five or ten years uh well i think we're seeing it literally happen in front of our eyes and, mm-hmm. and i hope it does go this way because this is a this is actually a good thing most people think oh is it is a lot of negative stuff? And there's some but the good thing that i'm seeing even though we didn't really get a lot of stuff how are we, are we getting all these uap ufo hearings i'm really hoping that the kind of acceptance that ghosts and talking about ghosts, the way uh, like you and I are doing the show right now, it's on the radio, it's on TV, documentaries and film, that the UFO community seems that they're finally getting that acceptance. So it, 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 I mean, when people see when they saw the Tic Tacs, the, the hearings that we've had, 
even though, like I said, we didn't get a lot of information out of it. Nobody's nobody trotted out the you know the little green aliens like here they are. Nobody we didn't get that, but uh, more people are saying, huh? Well, if the government is saying they're re- maybe they are real. So, like I said, I with the UFO community, I'm, uh, and I'm sure a lot of them agree. I'm sure I'm, I hope that it goes that way where they get the kind of acceptance that we're getting over on the supernatural, on the ghost, on the demon side. On the demon I agree. Side. Uh, I agree. And, and as far as uh, like the, the media, the t- TV shows, everything, um, not the TV shows. Those are fine. You know, Ghost Adventures is obviously the top one. Those are those are fine. I mean, uh, I said it, I think, uh, a couple of days ago on Pete show that they're they're fine, but don't take those as gospel. That's those those are those are not where you go to find out like how do you do an investigation or how do I get into ghost hunting? I but agree. What I do, what I am see another good thing that I'm seeing is they call it elevated horror. A lot of the horror films are not just the slasher, the, the you know jump the jump screen the, the jump scare kind of movies. Now the elevated horror like Get Out and and those kind of movies, the Jordan Peele movies. He's got another one coming. No, he didn't pay me for that. No plug for that. But he's got another one coming. I, I want to um, see that, by the way. I've seen the trailer yeah. like 10 times. Yeah, yeah. and a lot Ten of times. these really make you think. It's not just, oh, there's the monster, or there's the this, or there's, there's the that. It's things that really could happen because uh, a lot of it are based in science or in uh, folklore that, that could be true. We don't really know. So, so yeah, I, I do see I do see supernatural, paranormal, the, the weird I do see it trending in a positive way. I do too, actually. I do too. And it's, it's, it, you know, I just watched the, the, it was a 2010 film. I know we need to go to break here in, in a minute or so, but it, I think it was a 2010 film called Troll Hunter. Yeah. Very low budget movie. If you, if no one's seen it, I mean, it's free on YouTube. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I said it. It's, it's an amazing movie and uh, it, it's, it's truly phenomenal. I mean, one of my favorite movies that I've in that genre and um, it's it's interesting how you can combine different genres and really, you know, it makes you think. So anyways, um, more on that after the break. We have to take a quick break. You know, got to pay those station bills and we will be right back, folks. So stay tuned. And I need some water. Weekend of October 1st and 2nd, Paranormal Perception and Unearthing the Supernatural invite you to kick off our favorite time of the year in Anaheim, California. Orange County Paracon, the first ever paranormal conference in Anaheim. You'll hear from and meet paranormal investigators, psychic mediums, get an explanation of palmistry and sit in on a seance conducted by the Hollywood good witch, Patty Negri. You can ask questions of all the guest speakers, including WLTKDB's own Nicole Strickland and Paranormal Pete Orbea. Enjoy two days of paranormal speakers and spooky vendors. Single or two-day general admission, as well as two-day VIP tickets on sale now. All info and tickets can be found at ocparacon.com. minutes past the hour time does fly by on this show of course you're tuning back into the afterlife chronicles right here on wltkdb.com tonight's special guest is henry san miguel host of paranormal perception podcast and the organizer and essentially founder of the oc paracon which is going to be october 1st and 2nd in anaheim california at the senesta hotel anaheim's first ever paranormal convention so i'm super super excited for that so before the break if you missed the first half hour you know it'll be archived for you and all of that so before the break henry was talking about uh what spurred his interest in the paranormal and and his radio career and how just things kind of melded and came to be and 
here he is now in the paranormal field, just enjoying himself. And it's a journey. That's what I always say to people. I always say, you know what? It's a journey. Like every case I go on, it's a journey. It's a new learning experience. So if you were, let's say, wanting to go on, let's say you had three top locations that you wanted to investigate, what would those be in the entire, in the entire world? At the top used to be Waverly Hills, but not <gasps> right now. Those who listen no. to the show, they you know why. Behavior did a yep. whole episode on that, but th- it's definitely up there. That's one of them. Uh, another one would probably probably be the the Winchester Mystery. I've been there a lot. I've done a lot of things, being having lived over there. But I want to go there not for like an event because we've done a lot of TV shows and Halloween events that they did that they did there. Uh, a lot of, I did a lot of live broadcasts with radio stations. And it was wasn't really uh, a serious investigation. So I'd I'd love to go, especially with my guys with the supernatural. Uh, I'd love to take Native Americans there and see what they find, because the, these guys they they find things that not the the typical investigator I'll say that they don't find. So I would love to take go there with them, not for a TV show or anything, just just us a private investigation. Um, and then another one. Not sure. I mean, those those two, honestly, those are my two top that I've always wanted to go to. Oh, well, the Queen Mary. Uh, <laughs> that that, that, that will happen. Absolutely. It, it will yeah. happen in the near future. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 stories. I just never been there. Yeah. Yeah, you're due. I mean, if you haven't been since you were 10, you're definitely due. Yeah. I, I meant to ask you that. I know it's kind of like off topic, but I was like, you know, I'm curious to see what his like top three would be. I've been to Waverly. It's amazing. But the news about it, it's kind of sad now. I don't even want to bring that up, but it's truly yeah. an amazing site. Uh, the shadow figure phenomenon and all of that. And then you said earlier, you know, you said, and I've heard this before, you know, glitches in the matrix. What are your beliefs? Because everyone has different beliefs on, you know, some people feel like, oh, everything's all connected, you know, Bigfoot's connected with ghosts and every every single paranormal event and entity, there's some sort of connection. What are your thoughts about this whole concept of glitch in the matrix? I honestly, I, n- I never thought they were connected. I thought they were all separate things, ghosts, demons, crypt, you know, like Loch Ness, Sasquatch. Um, I thought all of that w- was not connected at all, but especially now with again with the guys on Earth and the supernatural, all the things that they literally are the the they live the name of the, the title of the show. They've given me a completely new perception um, on life, really, but on the paranormal specifically. That's where, amazing. Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, they they are connected. They um, there's some things like. I can't talk about because they've told me because they consider me like family, but but you know they we can't share it publicly yet. Of course, but, yeah, there is definitely there are definitely connections to them. When when glitch when someone says glitches in the matrix, uh, I've 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 noticed that it seems to have a different meaning for different people. I guess it's exactly exactly who you are. the way I see glitches in the matrix is, is um, I don't think we're in a computer simulator a lot of people think that and that's that uh, probably from from the movie that that's where they get that from right uh, right I, I don't i don't think that i don't think we're in a computer simulation when i say glitches in the matrix what i'm referring to is for, especially if like from 2020 to now but even before that uh things that are too obvious um things that uh seem too per even though they're tra- like 9-11 and things like that even though they're 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 huge they're huge tragedies um wars that happen uh, assassinations shootings all the things that happen uh the the facts then line up a little too neatly that's what i call glitches in the matrix where we yeah we're getting programmed to react a certain way and i've said it many times on uh, on paranormal perception on my show Coming from uh, from the broadcasting side, believe me, I have been approached by by people uh, that they do tell us what to say, how to say, so that we can evoke a certain reaction from the people. Uh, and uh, now that we have the internet, there's memes and people put it up that you know from all over the world. Everyone has the exact same narrative. Everyone says the exact same thing. Everyone delivers it in the exact same way. That's part of that matrix that that I'm talking about. I know that's real. Because that's how I made my living, I, I, and and uh, it's part of the reason why I didn't want to continue to be in that, and I wanted to do it here online. So that when I say when I say 
glitches in the matrix. That's what I mean. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, that's a good explanation because I you said that earlier and I've and I've heard that term and I have my own thoughts about it too. So I'm like, let let me pick his brain about that. I agree. It's it's interesting how how things play out and all the synchronicities of everything and and all of that. One other thing too that before I um, forget, you mentioned earlier uh, that in in a lot of the the radio um, places with the oops my mic the organizations where you did radio you said that not it wasn't haunted but it, things were following you. Do you think there's something maybe interesting about your energy that kind of um, elicits spirits to come to you or, or other you know discarnate beings or things like that knowing what i know now yes um and well it's a combination of two things that is now that i know about my aura my energy yeah obviously it's that i'm like a magnet the other right. thing is like i said most of my radio was done in in san francisco and like we mentioned earlier not a lot of people know a lot of san francisco is um native american barrel they nobody even knew they were there when they start digging and, and, and building those huge skyscrapers they stop because oops we ran into it so they had to find the tribe and do the you know the, the right ceremonies yes. yeah but you know when you do that like with any spirit you you know have restless spirits so Right. Uh, every time that um, something happened in one of the radio stations, there was always construction sites or something going on that probably stirred up those spirits. So, again, now knowing at the time it was like that, everybody feels it. That's that moment of, oh, scared. You jump, you realize you're seeing, experiencing something. Then that's quickly replaced by thrill. Like, oh, cool. I I saw this or I heard this or that. So there was there was that reaction when I when I first experienced it when I was in, in, in the radio stations. But now looking back and especially with the knowledge I have now, the, yeah, it's a combination of those two. Why why I experienced all that? Yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me uh, the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe, where um, we where I do the Spirits of the Adobe tours. Of course, they're on hiatus because of the pandemic. But it was about I think about a year or two before uh, COVID nineteen came out. And there's a park adjacent to the adobe. And then I, we were told that in that park vicinity, they did find uh, skeletal remains. And so mm -hmm. they thought, you know, obviously belonging to some sort of Native American. So, you know, the whole ritual, they stopped everything. They were actually, I think, building apartments. And so, so the building of the apartments were halted. So it's a very, very, uh, it was interesting to, to witness that. And it, I think it halted the building of the property, I think for a good, like two or three months, because they had to do all of that, all of the research and everything. So, um, but getting back into, um, the, cause we've been talking a lot about podcasting and radio. There's so many different podcasts out there about different, you know, paranormal supernatural topics you're a veteran in the, in the broadcasting field. So for someone, let's say someone came up to you and said, Hey, Henry, I really want to start a podcast. I want to have it paranormal themed, you know, kind of featured guests from all, all different branches of the paranormal. What are some things I can do to, to get started? Like, what would your advice be to them? The first is be sure that you really do want, want to do it because especially today in the, in the uh, atmosphere we live in now, they, they call it, cancel culture now it's always oh, been around. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, that's always been around but uh today especially you can i can say hi and i just probably offended 90 people out there just because i said hi or the way yes. I or didn't it's say hi. so sad like what yeah. is going on so, so well that's that's what i mean when i tell them that is not not the cancel culture but the, what comes from it to you because when you put yourself in the public eye you're in the public eye I mean, I know a lot of people hear that and it's like, oh, that's cool. I'd like to be famous. Uh, believe me, and this is not a brag. I've been famous. It is not that cracked up. It is not as cool as people think it is. Um, you lose a lot of your privacy. You lose a mm -hmm. lot of you can't do a lot of things. You and especially when you're on the radio or on television all the time, when you do a weekly talk show or, or on again on the radio when you're on five days a week every everything you say is scrutinized especially today in, in the uh, cancel culture we live in everything it's you say is scrutinized so so frustrating that's I, yeah that's the, that's the first piece of advice i would say to somebody that wants to i want to do a podcast i want to do a, a youtube or, or this i said make sure i don't I'm, i don't tell them make sure you know your, your topic 
because obviously you have the passion. That's why you want to do it. But right. make sure you can handle what comes with it because kind of like the pros, uh, you've got to have really tough skin. Uh, and if you if you don't take rejection, well, this might not be you, know, you might not want to do it. That's that's really good advice. And then too, like the time too for it, you know, yeah. you have to commit your time. And you know, I'm I'm one of these that I'm more about quality over quantity. That's just not how I've always been. So, but that's good advice. And I mean, it's so saturated, you know, the market with different, you know, paranormal podcasts. But it's in a way, there's pros and cons to that because you get different viewpoints and different guests come on. I can't tell you what I've learned. I mean, every guest that I have on my show, I learn something new. So it's, yeah. you know, picking people's brains and, you know, we're all kind of going for the same thing, hopefully, and aiming for the same, um, you know, thing, which is trying to figure out, not necessarily prove the existence of the paranormal, but we're, we all have that passion to, to explore the unknown. So yeah, that's, that's really, really, really good advice. Um, what else here? I know we're 15 minutes. I want to leave some time to talk about the OC Paracon because that's huge and, and the origins of it, because I know last year you had the the conference, but you had it virtually. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about that and kind of how that all came to be and, and what people can expect. Of course, they can go to the website, but what people can expect, because before you know it, it's going to be October 1st, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's today. It's I think 100 days until, well, until Halloween. So it's oh probably God, that's nuts. Day. Yeah. Less till the uh, OC Paracon, which is on October 1st. So it, um, yeah, vir it went virtual last year. The idea for what eventually became Orange County Paracon actually, actually started in 2020. Uh, before the world shut down, because yeah. when I moved here, uh, it was amazing to me. I, I asked because I'd, I'd covered, like I mentioned, back in San Francisco, Northern California. I've I've covered uh, paranormal conferences there. There's a, there's a ton of them over there. There's some in Arizona, and in uh, yes, Pete does his. Uh, there's some in the a lot of them in the East Coast and the Midwest. There's a lot of them, but here in in the LA, the Orange County area, there 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 aren't any. There's film festivals, there's San Diego Comic-Con, there's Midsummer Scream, there's you know, you know little all the Halloween haunts that pop pop up, not not scary farm when 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 that was happening. Uh, I think it is happening again this year. I the think Queen so Mary. too. Yeah, yeah, the Queen Mary that, that all we have all of those, but you that that there's never been a paranormal a conference, a paranormal conference like what this one's going to be like like what uh, what Pete does and uh, what what everybody thinks of when you say paranormal conference. And I know because I asked people who've lived here their entire life, people that are paranormal celebrities, they're um, they're researchers, they're medium psychics, they're, they're into, they have teams, they're part of a team. And I've asked them, have you guys ever attended or or, or been to a paracon in L here in L.A. or in Orange County? And the answer was no. They had to think about it. Like, no, there's never been one. So I said, it's so ironic. You'd think like yeah. LA would have a lot, right? It's so crazy. And yeah. even San Diego. I mean, the last one that I know of was the Maritime Ghost Conference in 2010. Yeah. So it's just, it's yeah, insane. I don't know if it's because people get intimidated by the fact that you'll be competing with Knott's and Disneyland and everything that's here, uh, Universal, the, all the things that happen. Um, I mean, you don't have to do it around Halloween time. I just did it right. because it's Halloween time. Yeah, why but, not? <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I knew that when I when I said, you know, what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it on the first weekend in October, October first and second, and I I knew I'm gonna I'm gonna be competing with uh, Universal and Disneyland and their Halloween stuff and and Queen Mary if that ever opens. Actually, they just announced earlier this week, Shaq of all people, Shaquille O'Neal, he's doing a uh, what is it, Shaqtober at the Queen Mary. Uh, around around September October, so so I'll be competing with that. So, uh, but I, I, knew I that. heard that too. That's yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. This, it's slated to open on October first, like I said. So yeah, so so I mean, yeah, I knew what what, what I was up against. Like I said, maybe that's why other people haven't done it because Could they be. get intimidated taking on Disneyland and all these attractions that go on here. But it, I, you know, I've. It, psychic meanings they've told me i have a lot of guardian angels a lot of um, a lot of people around me all the time and that that's why a i didn't know i thought i was just lucky but that's why because I, I have a lot of people watching over me so everything that i've always tried professionally and personally 
it's never failed. There's been very few failures in life. So I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, competing uh, with whatever is happening with OC Paracom. It's a stepping know. stone, you know, it's yeah. got to start somewhere and build up. And, you know, that's just how it's going to be. And, you know, I, I mean, and, I, and from, it's going to be great. And I've seen from the people here and the hotel that they're excited. Everyone's excited because, like again, there's never been one. And everyone is interested in the paranormal. So, so yeah, they, they definitely want to be there. And, and, uh, and, and it's not going to be huge. It's not going to be like San Diego Comic-Con size. Um, I mean, I... I don't know if, if it grows to that. I don't know if I'd want to do it because uh, I've True. covered San Diego a lot. It's Comic-Con a lot. It, it, it's chaos. It's, it, it's just trying to navigate alone, let alone trying to get the panels or anything. It, it's chaos. So oh, if, yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. Actually, my one of my friends, Eric, he's a high school teacher in uh, uh, Chula Vista, National City area here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. He has gone to Paracon every year, I think, for like, I think, almost like 35 years so he's going to and he's also very into the paranormal so he's going to be at the oc paracon as well so i'll introduce you guys because he's a huge huge comic-con person like every year for like 35 years so yeah so so you're gonna have i mean obviously speakers and there's i know patty negri is going to be doing her her seance and Mm -hmm. you know there's going to be all kinds of vendors anything else um that i didn't mention that that you want to talk about uh in regards to the oc paracon well i mean this was a plan from the beginning anyway we're, we're gonna i'm gonna have uh unearthing the supernatural they're gonna open it with a ceremony a navajo ceremony and they do that at, at every event that they do and when people see them do it to most people it's oh cool i want to I put it on my instagram my social media but people have to understand that when they do that, that it's like for Catholics or Christians, when you say a prayer before you, you know, you go anywhere, it's this holds us. It's just as holy. These ceremonies are just as right. Holy. Of course. So they're doing that uh, to bring positive energy to, they ask the spirits around there. Uh, we're not going to bring them out or anything. If somebody from the hotel is listening, we're not bringing up ghosts. So don't worry about that. But it's so that, you know, nothing because of the energies that will be there from from you and, and Pete and everybody else that's going to be there. Patty, obviously, anybody that knows or has been around Patty, just she just walks in the room and it's like, oh, you get hit by her positive. positive yes. Energy. Yes. So all of those energies in one place, kind of like you asked uh, about me earlier, it's going to attract spirits. And, and, and what the ceremonies that they do, it's to, for everything that, to go right, to go good. And so that we we don't have anything negative coming in, there there'll be a barrier to that. And Patty does the same thing also. But they'll they'll be that. Um, I'll be paranormal perception. I'll have it with the guys. I'll have a table there. We'll be recording video interviews. Uh, so with you, P, Patty, uh, Rick McCall, everybody that's going to be there, they'll, they'll, we'll do interviews on video as well as besides your presentations. And I'm also going to have a little setup where the attendees. Because this was a huge hit last year when I did it on the show. They're gonna come. Uh, they're gonna sit down and they're gonna share their experiences, their ghost stories, whatever whatever happened to them when they were kids, and then that gets replayed on the Halloween and then the Christmas episodes. Also. Oh, that's fantastic! So, are you gonna just have like one or two per episode, or are you gonna make an entire episode of it? Do you think? Uh, probably two parter because last probably. year I I asked them for to send in their stories. I I got like literally thousands. Uh, I didn't air all of them. Uh, and they're, they're okay. I mean, at Christmas, uh, I didn't know what to do on for the Christmas episode. Halloween, I mean, yeah, Halloween is obvious. On a paranormal show, what don't you do for, for, for Halloween? But Christmas, I was trying to think, well, how do we do paranormal until I remembered in the 1800s, Christmas was basically what Halloween is. That's where yes. um, Christmas story, where that, where, um, I mean, a Christmas Carol, that's where that story came from, Charles Dickens' story. Because uh, uh christmas was like halloween it, it was commercially like halloween even everyone spoke about it. that was the christmas tradition it wasn't opening presents it was telling ghost stories so i said why don't we bring it to panel of perception and that was a huge hit a lot everybody sent in their stories and that was their christmas episode uh christmas stories some people a couple of people sent sent in a song so that we're gonna do that there live and then they'll hear it back on halloween or, or the christmas episode I am so I'm like so excited for this. And of course, I'll be, you know, speaking about the Queen Mary, yeah. you know, the history and, and and my experiences on board spanning close to 
close to 20 years, but I think it's going to be such a great event. And I think having these amusement parks nearby, I mean, there's pros and cons because I think that that is going to draw people in as well. Yeah. So um, I, it, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And you kind of touched on this as well. One of my questions was, you know, what, what's, what do you see for the, the convention in the future? What's the future of OC Paracon? But you kind of already touched, touched on that a little bit. So, um, you know, and I commend you. I'm, I'm very honored that you asked me to be a part of it. I'm super, super excited. Um, so with the few minutes that we have left, anything, uh, any other events that you want to plug or any other, you know, things that you're working on that you want to share the mic is yours yes uh next like, yes next, next friday uh it's gonna we're gonna go and we'll be starting in fourth of july weekend it's it's our birthday the country's birthday so you guys get get the presents well I'm, I'm gonna do i'm not gonna tell you all the details now it'll be on ocparacon.com next friday morning uh, there's gonna be a, a special on tickets um like like i mentioned with pete and, and on the show it, not just gas, everything, prices, everything is going up and people are thinking twice, thrice, even about taking family vacations or summer oh, vacations, even going I shopping. Know. So to alleviate that a little bit, I want to give you guys a deal for the for 4th of July weekend, starting Friday all the way through Monday, that's Monday, 4th of July this year, all the way through Monday, go to ocparacon.com. You'll see a special there. And if that doesn't entice you to get tickets, I don't know what will probably giving them away for free, but I'm not going to do that. I I will mark my calendar to make sure to, to, to remind people of that. So uh, I'm, this has been such an amazing hour. Uh, you have a lot of insight in the paranormal field, which is great. Um, a lot of similarities too. You know, like I said earlier, you know, my very first experience was when I was like four or five and all of that. And um, like you wanted to be a high school counselor. Actually, I, got a master's in that and have done that. So a lot of, it's weird how, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but it's, you know, working in the paranormal field, I think it like attracts, like we did, you kind of yeah. mentioned this, you know, and, and people that are, that are supposed to meet and work with each other in the, in the field are going to meet. So just incredible people that I've met in the field. And, you know, you know, I, I, I can't wait to, to meet all the speakers. I, I know a few of them, but there's a, a couple that I, that I haven't met yet. So I'm really, really, really excited. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. You're always welcome back anytime. Yeah, thank you I for having me. All kinds of other things we can talk about in terms of the supernatural umbrella. Yeah. So, so there you have it folks. Uh, that was Henry San Miguel, of course, host of paranormal perception and organizer of the OC Paracon Anaheim's first ever a paranormal convention, which of course will be taking place October 1st and 2nd at the Senesta Hotel in Anaheim, California. Of course, you can go to the website there at www.ocparacon.com. Of course, Paranormal Perceptions also on Instagram as well, Paranormal Perception 2, and then of course the OC Paracon on Instagram as well at OC Paracon. Thank you so much to uh, Henry for joining me tonight. Great, great episode. And then, of course, next week I have, let's see, Kelly Brickle will be joining us next week on the 30th. And then, of course, moving into July, uh, Greg Koss will be joining me on the 7th for the show. And then Mike Ricksecker on the 14th, uh, Lindsey Brown on the 21st, and then Matthew Stapley on the 28th. So a lot of great guests coming up. So I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend coming up because tomorrow is Friday. TGIF. Yay, yay, yay. I'm just going to sleep and relax this weekend because this week has been crazy. So anyways, of course, here at the Afterlife Chronicles, we are bridging the gap between mortality and the afterlife one experience at a time. And again, have a great weekend and we will see you next week. Good night, guys. Whoops, hit my mic. Good night, guys. Mm -hmm.